my wife, Leanne, is my, my sidekick. We've been married for 76 years, 77 years. No, 57 years. <laughs> We've been married forever. <laughs> no, I'm 78. She's, I can't have been married that long. But no, I remember now. But um, I wanted to share a, a verse with you. When I was 12 years old, I got saved in a Baptist church in East Moline, Illinois. Uh, and that's in John McNabb led me to Christ. I didn't understand everything, but I knew I was a sinner. I knew Jesus died for me. And I asked him to forgive my sin and come into my life. I remember walking down the alley probably a couple days later, and a car almost hit me. And I thought, I'd be in heaven if he hit me. I, I, was, I was elated that I was born again, that I accepted Christ as my Savior. That's probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. John McNabb led me to Christ. Do you remember who led you to Christ? How many remember the person that led you to Christ? Well, I tell you, what a blessing that is. <clears throat> I, I wasn't really living the Christian life, but on my last day in the Army, I had a bad car accident. Anybody ever have an accident? Okay. Uh, I, I had a Buick run over my little Volkswagen. And you don't want to be in a Volkswagen when a Buick hits you. And I... The, and I, I ended up with a head full of glass, my chin split open, and I realized I could die. And I was frightened. I was scared. Uh, and I, I said, Lord, go ahead and take me. And then I realized I, was, I hadn't been living according to the Bible. I had been gotten away from God. I said, don't take me now. Let me talk to you about my sin. And I did. I talked to him about my sin. And then I, got, I, I said, go ahead and take me, Lord. And then the Lord said, what if I let you live? That's what the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. What if I let you live? I said, if you let me live, I'm going to live for you. And we started living for Jesus in 1970. So we went, the accident was one of the worst things that ever happened to me. It became one of the best things that ever happened to me. So God used that accident to bring me back. The Bible says, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. He gives you a spanking. It scourgeth every son we receive it. I didn't, need, I didn't want a spanking, but I'm glad I got one. I'm glad he woke me up. Uh, in 1970, I started teaching in a Catholic school. I graduated from college in 1967, but, um, but I went into the Army. As soon as I graduated, I went, they drafted me. And so I was in the Army for, I was in Korea. I remember uh, and my friend in Korea, Chi Min Hay, who was a Korean, I, 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 was, I was in Chicago, and who's walking down the sips? Steps of Eric Crown Theater, but Chamin Hay. I couldn't believe it. Chamin Hay, how you doing, buddy? And and uh, so here we got back together. But he started a Taekwondo studio in Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, but I was thankful we we got to reconnect a little bit. I taught in a Catholic school for two years, and uh, I repented of that since then. <laughs> no, I I love the Catholic people. I really do. And uh, this this sister Rita. That was her name. She said, that's what I like about you, Baptists. You're not afraid to tell people about Jesus. Yeah, she was really a, a, a go-getter. I almost think she may have been born again. I'm not sure. And, um, but I did tell them. I, I was giving my testimony, and uh, I, I'm glad I got to give, share the word of God. I was going to a Baptist church then, even though I taught in a Catholic school. And then a fellow in that church said, Richard, why don't you 
why don't you be a, a, a teacher at First Baptist Church in Hammond, Indiana? I said, okay, I'll do that. So I, we applied, and uh, so we taught the first year. The second year, I was principal of the grade school, which we had a couple hundred students and uh, six teachers and a custodial staff. The, the next year, he said, why don't you be the principal of the high school? Well, we had 600 students. <laughs> Can you imagine that? 600 students. And so I, I was privileged to be able to uh, be the principal of a school of 600 students. And uh, it, it was just a real blessing to me. We, uh, we went to Hobart, Indiana after that and uh, worked for Pastor Charles Wood. Anybody ever heard of him? He was a great man of God. And, uh, but I, I have a story I wanted to share with you real quickly. A woman in a hot air balloon realized that she was lost. She lured to her an altitude and spotted a man fishing from the boat below. She shouted at him, excuse me, sir, can you help me? I promised a friend I'd meet him an hour ago, but I don't know where he is. And I don't know where I am. And the man consulted his portable GPS and replied, you're in a hot air balloon approximately 30 feet above ground, elevation 2,346 feet. You're at 31 degrees, 14 and 97 hundredths minutes north latitude, 100 degrees, and 49 and 9 hundredths minutes west longitude. She rolls her eyes and says, you must be a Republican. <laughs> I am, he replied. How did you know? Well, answers the balloonist, everything you tell me is technically correct, but I have no idea about what to do with that information. I'm still lost. Frankly, you're not much help to me. The man smiled. You must be a Democrat. <laughs> and I am, he replied the balloonist. How did you know? Well, says the man, you don't know where you are, where you're going. <laughs> You've risen to where you, you, due to a large quantity of hot air. You made, <laughs> you, you made a promise that you have no idea how to keep, how to keep, and now you expect me to solve your problem. You're exactly in the same position you were before we met. But somehow it's my fault. That's what he said. I got sort of kicked out of that anyway. Uh, but I want you to take your Bible and turn to Romans chapter 1, please. Romans chapter 1. I won't be quite as long with that, that as I am with my little missionary story. I got saved when I was 12. Uh, I was in Iowa recently, and, and uh, a relative of ours uh, claimed to... He claimed to be a Christian, but he but he uh, denied the the deity of Jesus Christ. You know what that means? He denied that Jesus was God. And and I believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe He is God. And and uh, so it really upset me. And and uh, matter of fact, I was walking out of the meeting that he was speaking at. And uh, but then the other fellow that was running the meeting asked me to step back in, and so I did. But Romans chapter one, please. Romans uh, here is a, the city of Rome was uh, in bad shape spiritually, and the Apostle Paul uh, wrote one of these epistles, but he'd never been to Rome. So he's writing very thoroughly so the people in Rome could hear the word of God and make decisions to have their life changed and be born again. Its author is Paul, uh, identified as a servant. Let's read a couple of verses here. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, apostle's eyewitness, separated under the gospel of God. 
by the way, gospel of God is mentioned four times just in this one uh, scripture, this one chapter, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which is made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom you are also also uh, are, are ye also the called of Jesus Christ. I want to pray with you. Father, we thank you for this day. We're thankful for these who have come today. I pray that you might help me to be a blessing to them. I pray that you speak to hearts. Change lives, Lord. Make us more what we ought to be as Christians. Help us to love you and live for you. We're thankful you're, you're the soon coming King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and you're our Savior. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for this opportunity we have to share the Word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. I've, I pastored a church in Florida for eight years, pastored a church in Massachusetts for 15 years, and so it's not, I'm not really new. I may sound like somebody that's new to pastoring, but I have pastored, and I'm, I'm presently an assistant pastor at Curtis Corner Baptist Church in South Kingstown, and I've been there for 14 years. And, uh, but Paul here is an, identifies himself as a servant of Jesus Christ. I'm glad that I'm a servant of the Lord, aren't you? That's, that's, that is a high calling. Uh, he set, called himself separated under the gospel. Gospel is good news. The good news is that Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again. Amen. Why did you do that? So that you could be saved. So we could have him as our personal savior. Uh, the, the subject of the apostle, the, the book of Romans here, chapter 1, is, is uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, of course. Of the 90 time, 99 times gospels mentioned in the Bible, 13 are found here in the book of Romans. 13. Evangelion, or good news, is the word for gospel in the Bible. Gospel is mentioned four times in this particular chapter. Look at verse 1. Let's read it together, shall we? Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated under the gospel of God. Verse 9. Notice, for God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Verse 15. Verse 15, let's turn a page, if you will, with me. It says, so as much as in me is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I hope you're not ashamed of the gospel either. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the what? Greek. To the Greek also. Uh, the gen we 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 say Gentiles probably, but um, but I love I love the book of Romans and I love this particular chapter. I want to share some truths with you that I think could be helpful to you. Uh, there's seven times that uh, in, in that that is called the gospel of God. Paul called it my gospel in in uh, Romans chapter two verse sixteen. In Romans 15, if you turn there real quickly, Romans 15, I'll turn there. 
semi-quickly. <clears throat> Romans 15, verse 16. Notice what it says, verse 16 of Romans 15. That I <clears throat> should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. So here it's called the gospel of God. Um, and Paul calls it my gospel in Romans chapter 2, verse 16. But I, I like what it says in verse 6. Among whom you are also called of Jesus Christ. Uh, so you, you know what you are? If you're a believer, you're called of God. God, by the way, he wants everybody to be saved. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God wants everybody to come to the point where he turns around and starts following the Lord. That's what I started doing in 1970 after I had my bad car accident. My head full of glass, my chin split open. I realized I could die. I was frightened, and I said, Lord, I'm, I, I, I know I've, I got saved when I was 12, but when I was 20, 25, 25 at the time, I had that bad car accident, and the head full of glass, my chin split open. I ended up in the hospital, but on the way, I realized I could die, and I said, Lord, go ahead and take me. And then I thought, well, maybe he's not going to take me. Maybe I should just trust him. And I, I said, Lord, please forgive my sin. I, I was so convicted about my sin. I know that's why. The Bible says, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. He gave me a spanking. I needed it. Uh, whom he loves, I chase. Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son who receiveth. If you be without chastisement, we're all of all our partakers. You're bastards and not sons. That's what the scripture says. So I'm glad that God chastised me, that he gave me a spanking, because it woke me up. It caused me to change directions. I, I said, okay, I hear you, Lord. And I, I started serving the Lord in 1970. Best, so the accident was one of the worst things that ever happened to me. became one of the best things that ever happened to me. Whom the Lord loves, he what? Chastens and scourgeth every son who receiveth. Well, <clears throat> in verse 7, the Bible says, Paul, notice verse 7, to all that are be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, that's what you are, you're a saint, if you're a Christian, you're born again, you're a saint, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 8, he said this, he said, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. I hope our faith is spoken of by others. Because really, God wants us to be a witness. Let your, let your light so shine that men may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We used to sing this little song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it. Don't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. Well, that's what God wants us to do. Let our light so shine that men may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. But listen, it doesn't happen, you say, well, I'm living the Christian life. I'm just living like a Christian. I'm, I'm walking uprightly. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing wrong. No, no. We have to speak up. Don't just stand up, but speak up for Jesus. Try to be a witness for Christ. You shall, witness, you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. God wants us to share our faith. If you love Jesus, why not share it with someone? 
Surprise! <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm, I hope you will do that. You probably have already done that. Paul mentions in this particular book 68 times that he mentions Christ. Christ is, means the anointed Messiah, the promised one. I'm glad he's my Savior. I hope you are too. And, and uh, who is he? He's the Son of God, our Lord. He's the seed of David. Uh, look at verse 4 again with me. Verse 4. Declared to be the Son of God with what? Power! Power! He's the Son of God with power! Why do you, what does that make a difference in your life? Because he gives us the power to speak up for him. To, 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 to live righteously. To live godly. To, to stand up for Christ. What a wonderful blessing that is. So, his power is still experienced today. This was written, the book of Corinth, uh, the Romans was written from Corinth, in Greece, about 60 AD. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Verse 8, it says, he was thankful for his testimony, for their testimony. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Wouldn't that be great if your faith, too, is spoken of by the whole world? At least it ought to be spoken about around the world in which you live, right? Our neighbors, our friends, our associates. People ought to know we love Jesus, amen? Stand up. What is the song we sing? Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner. It must not suffer loss. Right? That's what we want to do. Stand up for Jesus. What a wonderful blessing it is to stand up for the Lord. Well, <clears throat> Paul said he was thankful. Notice in verse 8 again, please. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Isn't that a, isn't that a blessing? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be good for you to have that kind of a testimony? Your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. That's mentioned again in Romans 6, 18 through 20, 19 and 22, if you want to look at those verses later on. Verse 9 says, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son. Gospel is good news, remember. That without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Well, we ought to pray for people, shouldn't we? People, Listen, you say, I love you. You say, do you tell people you love them? I hope you do. But listen, if we love them, we ought to pray for them. I ought to pray for everybody, amen? Don't, don't say, I love somebody and don't never pray for them. <clears throat> One of Paul's requests is that he might get to Rome to preach to the lost as well. Look at verse 10. Making requests, if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. He was not in Rome when he wrote this letter, but he wanted to come to Rome. Uh, that he might impart some spiritual gifts to them. Do you have a spiritual gift? Yeah, I think everyone does. Everyone has the opportunity to speak up for Christ, and he gives us spiritual gifts as well. Look at verses, uh, chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8. Romans chapter 12, verse 6. <clears throat> Notice it says here, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Now, some of you have the gift of prophecy. 
uh, or ministry, let us wait on ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, or he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that re reneweth, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Hey, that'd be good, wouldn't it? We just show mercy with cheerfulness. Ah <laughs> You know, that, that, that's what God wants us to do. Be cheerful. Be cheerful. And, uh, but Paul uh, wanted these spiritual gifts to be imparted to those whom he loved so much, the Church of Rome. Now, I would not have you to be ignorant brethren. Notice he calls them brothers and sisters. Brethren. That oft times I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto. And that meant he was prohibited that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. How do you have fruit? How do you have fruit? By telling somebody about Christ, by introducing them to Jesus Christ. If I introduced my wife to Christ, we were, she was not saved when we got married. And I was living, I was backslidden, so, but, but then she got saved, and I got right with God. And we lived happily ever after. <laughs> it's been 50, 50, uh, 57 years now, so praise the Lord for that. <clears throat> but, uh, but you know, that God wants us to share our faith. He doesn't want us to hide, hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. You ever sing that song? Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. What's that? Let your light so shine. That's what the Bible says. That men may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. God wants to glorify your Father in heaven. Why? Through your letting your light shine so others can see Christ in you, the hope of glory. <clears throat> now, not everybody was like that. You're going to notice this. Paul said here in verse 14, I'm a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and the unwise. So as much as in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. For I'm not ashamed. Listen to this. I love this. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto every this, unto, <clears throat> for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. God says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I hope you're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I hope you share your faith with others. Because really, how are, how are other people going to know about Jesus Christ? How are they going to be saved unless you share your faith with others? That's such an important principle there. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Who's just? You all are. If you're saved, you're a just person. If you're not born again, you're not just. The way you get just is by asking Jesus to forgive your sin and asking him to come into your heart and save you. That's what he did for me in 1957. I try, Listen, that seems like so long ago, doesn't it? But it was just like yesterday. I, I trusted Christ, and I was changed. I was a new creature. I remember walking down the alley, and a car almost hit me. And I thought, man, I would be in heaven. I knew already when I was 12 years old that I would be in heaven if the car hit me. And then when I had an accident in, when I was 25 years old, I got right with God. It did change my life. I was ready to serve the Lord. I said, okay, I hear you, Lord. <laughs> I, I got it. I get it. You know, the Bible says, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. I probably already said that, but whom he loves, he chastens, he spanks you. Why? So you can bring forth fruit. 
so you can be more like Christ, so we can have so we can have the blessings of God in our lives. I'm glad God chastised me. I needed a spanking. <clears throat> now the element of salvation is verse 17 is, is faith. For therein is righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. I love that. Four times it's written in scriptures in the book of Romans. The just shall live by faith. Aren't you glad about that? What is living by faith? Living by what you can't see. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but you know who's in charge of your life. The Lord Jesus Christ. He's going to direct your paths, isn't he? He's going to take care of you. Now, the last part of this book is kind of sad because it's a, de it's a testimony of people that didn't know the Lord. And for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. You can hold the truth, you can know the truth, but not live the truth, and you're not, you're holding it in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest unto them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen and being understood of the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. What's a Godhead? Father, Son, and who? The Holy Spirit. He's a Godhead. Are, are without excuse. That, listen, if you have, if you have Christ, you're without excuse. You don't have any. You don't have a reason why you can't serve Him, because that when they knew God, listen to this. This verse is so important. Verse 21. They glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. That's a terrible testimony. They became. Their, they, they went to their, they, be, they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. But your heart, can your heart be darkened? If you reject Christ, it can be. You don't want to reject the Lord. He loves you. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Who's that speaking about? Not you. Unbelievers. Unsaved people. And changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and to birds, and to four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God, listen, this is saddest, one of the saddest verses of the Bible. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. You know what they did? They turned to homosexuality. You say, can that be bad? Yes, it is. It's of the devil. It's not of God. It says here, Changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. For this cause God gave them over to vile affections. Vile is ungodly. For even the women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. What is that? They became homosexuals, lesbians. And likewise also men leaving the natural use of the woman burning their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error, which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. See, men became homosexuals, women became homosexuals, lesbians. That wasn't God's plan. God wanted them to live a righteous life, a holy life. You know, the Bible says, God gave me my wife, Leanne. 
she's a woman. <laughs> I'm glad about that. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, God, God hates sin. He loves the sinner. He lo- Listen, if you're, if you're guilty of something I've sp- which I've spoken, God still loves you. You can turn from that sin. You can have Jesus forgive you. He will forgive you. He wants to forgive you. The Bible says if we confess our sins, our faults, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Aren't you glad we have a God like that? He can forgive our sin and cleanse our hearts and make us what we ought to be. I'm glad we serve a God like that. He says here, look at verse 26 again. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. And God doesn't want to do that, but notice what it says here in verse 28. Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over, uh, same thing, to a reprobate mind, to do those things. And then in verse 30, it says the same thing, but it says the same thing again, verse 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity and whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without natural, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Wow, am I glad that's not talking about you and me. God wants us to be different. Wants us to be born again. Wants us to be saved. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That's Jesus Christ. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He wants to save sinners. Paul said, Of whom I am chief. I'm not a good person. I'm, I'm a sinner. But I'm saved. I've trusted Christ. I've been redeemed. Amen. And God wants to redeem everybody. He loves you. He loves He loves everybody. People that don't that are not in the hearing of this room right now. He loves us, these dear, dear people. And we spoke to some people in the restaurant over at Dunkin' Donuts. We stopped over there and got a donut and a cup of coffee, a cup of tea. And uh, <clears throat> so we gave tracks out. Do you carry tracks with you? I hope you do because. Really, how are people going to hear about Christ unless you unless you share the good news with them? But I have I have some Spanish ones. El plan de Dios para la salvación, the plan of God for salvation. That's Spanish. This is Spanish too. Salvo seguro, sirviendo. And then I have English ones too. <laughs> I did bring some English tracks with me. Guilty until proven innocent. You you could. I carry tracks with me all the time. I have my best tracks back. I know they're here someplace. Here they are. <clears throat> the little smile tracks. You carry them. I like them. Because it's a very simple plan of salvation. On the back it has a prayer. Dear Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner. Can't go to heaven without you. I don't want to go to hell. I believe you are the son of God who died on the cross to pay for my sin. We're buried, rose again from the dead. Please forgive all my sin. Take me to heaven when I die. I'm trusting you alone as my Savior. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Wow. I did that in 1957. I didn't understand it all, but I knew I was a sinner. I knew Jesus died for me, and he loved me and wanted to save me. And I asked him to save me. 
I'm glad he did. I got away from God. I was, I was, I was backslidden for a number of years. But I'm glad that he still loved me and that he chastised me. And he gave me a spanking. And it was good because it woke me up. Listen, God loves you. He loves you. There's no, nobody here that he doesn't love. And he wants to save everyone. If you're not born again, the, the Bible says you must be born again. Right. You have to be saved if you're going to go to heaven. You can't go to heaven without Christ. He that hath the Son, that's Jesus Christ, hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. If you have Jesus, you have eternal life. If you don't, then you're going, you're going to hell unless you make your decision today to trust Christ. Listen, we may have somebody walk out of these doors that doesn't know Jesus. <clears throat> if they don't get saved and get hit by a car or something or if they die of a heart attack, they're going to go to hell. God, the Bible says he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You say, what's repentance? That's walking along life's way. I come to a point where I'm not, I'm not sure I'm going to heaven. I turn around and I, I put my trust in Christ. Repentance is a, a change of heart, a change of mind. It's what I did when I got saved, when I got born again. I got away from God. I, I, I'm glad that God was patient toward me and, and he, that he chastised me. Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. He gave me a spanking. I needed a spanking. I'm glad he loves you. And he will do what he needs to to get our attention. If he has to be rough with us, he can be. <laughs> it isn't because he doesn't love us, because he does love us. For God so loved the world, say it with me, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loves you. I'm glad he loves you. I'm glad he loves me. And he wants you to be saved today. Listen, you might say, well, I'll do it tomorrow. No, no, no. Tomorrow may be too late. See, the Bible says, behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. When you hear God loves you, Jesus died for you, that he wants to be part of your life, that's the time to trust him. Not tomorrow. Not some other time. Today. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Now. So if you're here and you're not born again, I, ho I hope that you'll get saved today. If you are born again and you've not been living for Christ, not been sharing your faith, listen, I want to ask you in Jesus' name to be con ask God for conviction. Lord, please help me to share my faith with other people. Help me to tell people about Christ. He's my best friend. How could I not share my love for Jesus Christ with others. I, want, I don't want people to go to hell. Well, if you don't want them to go to hell, you need to tell them about Christ. And that's what I, I, I'll trust that you would do that today. Listen, we're going to have an invitation in a moment. <clears throat> Give you an opportunity to come and kneel up here and maybe have somebody talk to you about the Lord. That would be wonderful. I want you to feel free to do that. If you're here and you're not born again, please come. And be born again today. If you're here and you are saved, I want you to, maybe, maybe you haven't been walking with God. Maybe you've not been sharing your faith. The Bible says, you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and in the uttermost parts of the earth. God wants us to be a witness. He wants us to be, tell other people how to be saved. If you've not been doing that, would you please pray about making a decision to come and say, Lord, help me to be bold in my witness.
and to share my faith. Okay, I hope you'll do that. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to you. Let's bow our heads for a moment, please. Father, I thank you for these dear ones. <clears throat> Lord, I don't know if I've done a very good job of explaining uh, salvation or the, the plan that you have for folks' lives. But Lord, I pray that you'd help them to understand that you love them. For God so loved the world, that's us, that he gave his only begotten son, Christ. Lord, I pray that if there's somebody here not saved, that they get saved today. If there are people that are not walking with you, that they decide today that they're going to start walking with Christ. Bless Brother Tony, his wife. Give them respite. Lord, help them to be refreshed by their trip down south. I pray that you'd bless these dear ones now who are left behind. Lord, we have a purpose in our lives. We're here because you love us, because you want us to be here, because you brought us here. I pray that you'd have your will and way in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so let me just ask you if you'd come at this. Oh, go ahead. We'll go stand and stand number 336. I want you to look at the words of this song and apply them to your life and see if it belongs to you. 336, Amazing Grace. saved, come forward. Those out on the, on, on the media land, land, you can do that in your own, the privacy of your own home. Trusting Christ as your Savior. You can't get to heaven without it, as Brother Paz just told us. Let's sing verse 2 and then we'll be finished. T'was grace that taught my heart to How precious did that grace appear, the hour I first believed. Let's pray. Father, we are so thankful that we can trust you as our Savior. We can know that we have a home in heaven. We can know that you saved us from the fires of hell when you paid the price of our sins on the cross. And Lord, we thank you for that. When you said it is finished, the way has been paved. But we have to believe. We pray that if there's any among us that, that do not believe yet, or those, those on social media, that you would touch their hearts and that they would come to you as Savior. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.